Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Rob Wedby was on the fast track to success when he met his future wife, Lisa Outlaw. We were doing really well. Lisa was a, a great partner and a good mother. They had a nice life. They were the perfect couple. But Rob never expected the love of his life would live up to her name in the most terrifying way. She was pure evil. He never saw this coming. And before Rob knew it, he'd be thrust into a deadly love triangle. Yeah, this case had everything that you'd expect in a Hollywood movie. I was in shock. I couldn't believe my own wife would be so evil. When it comes to love and marriage, things aren't always as they seem. In the fall of 1980, 19-year-old Rob Wedby was focused on his career as he attended college in Knoxville, Tennessee. Well, I was actually uh, studying to be in the insurance business. I worked in the family-owned business. It seemed like a good place to start for me. But when he and a friend cruised the campus strip one night, insurance was the last thing on Rob's mind. My buddy and I were looking for dates. <laughs> We pulled up to a red light, and there was a couple of girls that pulled up next to us, and they were trying to get our attention. Pull over! So we pulled over, and the girl in the passenger seat, I heard her say, I get the driver. I thought she was a, a cute uh, girl. The young blonde introduced herself as 17-year-old Lisa Outlaw. As the two chatted, Rob found himself impressed by more than Lisa's good looks. She was sports-oriented. We talked about football and boxing. I like that. It gave us something in common to talk about. Let me give you my number. 
she wrote a, her number down, asked me to call her. I was glad that she did it. I'd love to see you again sometime. Call me. One week later, Rob invited Lisa on a picnic lunch and soon realized Lisa's surname matched her slightly rebellious streak. Lisa's family was of modest means. Seemed like there was a little bit of tension there. She really wanted to get out of her home. As the pair began dating exclusively over the next year, Rob did his best to keep Lisa distracted from her home life. Lisa enjoyed material things, and he was happy to be able to give her these gifts uh, and see the look on her face when she got it. It meant a lot to him. But by the fall of 1981, Lisa started dropping not-so-subtle hints that she was ready to take the next step. Lisa wanted to get married, and I wanted to live together for a while first. But she said she wouldn't do that. If I wanted to do that, we had to get married. Rob was torn, but he wouldn't have to waffle on a decision for long. So I get a call from her one day, and her tone is, is rather upset. She said, I'm uh, pregnant. I don't know what to do. It scared the hell out of me, to be real honest about it. Pregnant? Really? It was quite a shock. I thought, well, we're going to get married and raise this child together. Lisa was extremely excited. She was uh, walking on water. I love you, love you, love you. But just two months into wedding planning, Lisa casually dropped a devastating bombshell. Lisa said, so, uh, been meaning to tell you I'm not I'm not pregnant I found out the other day what I made a mistake probably could have knocked me over with a feather and it was no big deal to her it was very confusing but I didn't want to go back on on my word I'm sorry so on a warm summer day Rob married Lisa at his family church as planned I felt like I was gonna pass out I wanted to run out of there Rob was getting more and more nervous. But I remember saying, it's going to be just fine. It was kind of stressful that day, but it turned out nice. They were the perfect couple. Three years later, life only got better for the couple when they discovered Lisa was pregnant again and successfully delivered a healthy baby boy. Everybody was just bouncing off the walls, ecstatic. They seem to be the picture-perfect storybook ending happy family. But this young family's perfect world would take a devastating turn when Rob's beautiful bride did the unimaginable. She was like a black widow. Lisa would do anything to get what she wanted. I never thought she was capable of anything close to that. I didn't even recognize her. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. 
That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Janice from Warner Brothers Discovery. Are you looking for ways to be happier, healthier, more productive, and more creative? Gretchen Rubin is the number one best-selling author of The Happiness Project, and every week she shares insights and practical solutions in the Happier with Gretchen Rubin podcast. Gretchen's co-host and happiness guinea pig is her sister Elizabeth Kraft, a Hollywood showrunner. Join Gretchen and Elizabeth as they reveal fresh insights from cutting-edge science, ancient wisdom, pop culture, and their own experiences about cultivating happiness and good habits. Every week, they offer a manageable try-this-at-home tip you can use to boost your happiness without spending a lot of time, energy, or money. Suggestions such as follow the one-minute rule, choose a one-word theme for your year, or design your summer. They also feature segments like Know Yourself Better, where they discuss questions like, are you an overbuyer or an underbuyer, a morning person or a night person, abundance lover or simplicity lover? And every episode includes a happiness hack, a quick, easy shortcut to more happiness. Listen and follow Happier with Gretchen Rubin, an Odyssey podcast, available now for free on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. In the summer of 1989, Rob Wedby and his wife Lisa were happily raising their son Justin when they learned they were expecting again, this time with a little girl. Lisa was happy. She was pretty excited, pretty giddy. Everyone was on uh, cloud nine. But nine months later, when Lisa delivered baby Brittany, Smiles of joy were suddenly replaced with concerned whispers. The doctor said, uh, I have some bad news for you. Brittany has Down syndrome. I don't wish that news on my worst enemy. I was at the office and the clerk said, Rob's on the phone, you know, for you. He said, well... We were just told that we have a Downs baby. It was just devastating. But Rob's feelings were quickly overshadowed by Lisa's reaction. Lisa came unglued. Just absolutely went berserk. It's your fault. It shocked me. She was a level of upset that I don't recall ever seeing. As expected, the first few months with Brittany at home were not easy. Lisa had led a perfect life, and Brittany's birth changed all that. I don't think she was mentally nor emotionally prepared to handle that. Soon, Lisa began spending more time at their local church. Lisa got more and more active in the choir and stayed long after choir practice was over. So I took over a lot of the responsibilities for feeding and taking care of Brittany. Still, Rob was surprised when he started hearing ugly rumors that Lisa was having an affair with the church organist, Michael Frazier. I confronted Lisa about it, and she said, I could do a lot better than Michael. 
I thought about it for a minute, and I thought, mm -hmm, yeah. So I let it go. But by April 1994, after 12 years together, it was obvious to Rob that his marriage was in serious trouble. Lisa brought up the subject of divorce. And she said, oh, I've, I made an appointment with uh, that attorney. Well, I was coming to the realization that, well, maybe this, is, maybe this is where we're going, even if I don't want to. So I said, hey, I'll just meet you there then. But when I walked in, you would have thought I was Clint Eastwood with a 44 Magnum out. I'll be right back. The attorney came out, and she said, I'm going to call 911. You need to leave now. So I left, thinking, what in the world? Later that night, Rob asked Lisa about the odd response. She said, well, you know, they have a lot of trouble with mad spouses, and I don't, that's all I know. And a month later, as Lisa was still considering divorce, Rob was even more confused by another puzzling incident. Up the street comes two police cars. They pull in my driveway, and they get out, get their hands on their guns. I'm thinking, whoa. <laughs> and he said, we got a call about a domestic abuse case at 7,600. I said, no, this is 7,500. You got the wrong house. When Lisa arrived home moments later, Rob was even more baffled by her reaction. She just blew it off. She said, well, I guess they had the wrong address. Simple as that. Don't worry. So it was very confusing. But by that point, I'm just like, what's next? Rob didn't have to wait long. A few weeks later, Lisa did an about-face that changed everything. She said, I've been thinking about it, and maybe we should have at least one more run at it for the sake of the kids. And I was happy to hear that because that's what I wanted to do. But on June 8th, while Justin was staying with Rob's parents and Brittany was asleep, Rob awoke to a strange feeling. I was in that sort of la-la land, you know, where you're not sure, is this a dream, is this real? And then I could see the silhouette of an arm, a hand, and a knife in it. I knew, you know, at that point, obviously, it's not a dream. In fact, Rob had just woken up to a real-life nightmare. I just cannot imagine the level of terror that he must have felt. Now, there was blood everywhere, and I was screaming for Lisa. Lisa! I realized that he's not going to let me leave this room alive. On June 8, 1994, after reconciling with his wife, Lisa, Rob Wedby awoke to his worst nightmare. Somebody was trying to kill me. I thought it was an intruder, a burglar. He was trying to stab me in the neck. But he missed, and he cut my earlobe pretty much off. That was an oh-my-God moment. As blood ran down his neck, Rob struggled for control of the knife. 
I got a hold of his wrists and rolled him into the floor and got around behind him. I started calling for Lisa. Lisa! No answer. The first thing I thought is maybe he has actually killed her first. And then I started worrying about Brittany. So all kinds of things are going through my, through my head. Just then, the knife-wielding intruder broke free. I grabbed for his left wrist and I got the knife blade. Cut the base of my thumb down to the artery. That hurt like a son of a gun. It was bleeding profusely. I was getting tired and I was losing my grip on his wrist because of the, the blood. I felt like the longer I stayed in that room, the less my chances of survival would be. Suddenly, Rob looked up and saw what seemed like a vision. Lisa showed up in the doorway of the bedroom with a baseball bat. My first thought was, all right, you know, she's here to, to help me. So I'm hollering at Lisa. I said, turn the light on and call the cops. I got him. Lisa, hit him with the bat. She just stands there, just stands there, doesn't react. Then all of a sudden, he chimes in. Lisa, do it now. And in an instant, I recognized his voice. Do it now, Lisa. I said, I know who this is. This is Michael Frazier. It was a moment where everything came clear, and I knew they were in cahoots. Lisa! Lisa! I realized that I had to do something. I'm sweating, my mind's racing, my heart's pounding. So I just stood up with him, raised him over my head as high as I could lift him, and then threw him into the corner. Then I took off snatched the bat away from Lisa as I passed her. Desperate, Rob ran to his neighbor's house and called the police. When investigators arrived, they found Brittany safe in her bed with no sign of Michael or Lisa. But Rob was astounded by what police would uncover. Everyone was in shock. You don't see a case like this every day. It was just so diabolical. I was completely blown away. On the morning of June 8th, 1994, Rob Wedby stood shaken and bleeding as police searched for his wife, Lisa, and his attacker, Michael Frazier. The first officer questioned me, and I told him that Michael Frazier had attacked me in, in my bed with a knife and my wife was involved in it. I sustained a severed earlobe and a severed artery and tendon in my thumb. While Rob was treated for his injuries, police located Lisa at a neighbor's house. Lisa told us a stranger broke into the home in the middle of the night and attacked the sleeping couple. But we couldn't substantiate any injuries she'd suffered. She was uh, very emotionless about it. Lisa had all the signs of deception. 
after several hours of interrogation, Lisa finally cracked. I let Michael in. Lisa admitted to knowing Fraser and letting Fraser into the house at around 8 o'clock. Lisa hit him in the downstairs closet. And she waited on the couch for Fraser to come out and kill her husband. Lisa Wedby was arrested and charged with attempted first-degree murder and conspiracy to commit first-degree murder. Meanwhile, police located Michael Frazier at his home and arrested him with the same charges. When they hauled her off to jail and they hauled him off to jail, I was in shock. I never thought she was capable of anything uh, uh, close to that. As Rob's injuries healed, he began to look back at the strange events over the past several months. Everything came clear as to what was going on. Lisa was having an affair with Michael. Lisa filed to get a protective order on the grounds that Rob was abusing her. That explained the crazy incident when I went up to the attorney's office. I think she had told them that, you know, I had threatened her. Then there was the mysterious domestic abuse call that sent police to Rob's home. Lisa had convinced Michael that she was a victim of domestic violence. I think Michael Frazier made the fraudulent 911 call to set me up. Problem is, Lisa hadn't gotten home before he made the call, and he told police the wrong address. Since their plans were failing every step of the way, the adulterous schemers turned to murder. If Rob Whidbey had been killed, Lisa would stand to inherit the house, the property, all the money from any insurance policies, above a million dollars. She would have gained not only her freedom, but financial freedom. I was disgusted. It is hard to believe that, you know, someone that you've been married to, have children with, could actually be that uh, cold. In September 1995, Michael Frazier was convicted of attempting to commit voluntary manslaughter. He was sentenced to four years in prison. I was very disappointed in the verdict. I believe he committed attempted first-degree murder because there was premeditation. I think he was manipulated by this woman. She apparently was able to convince him that she was in danger and that Rob Whidbey had to be killed for her to be safe. But he stood to, to come away with uh, quite a bit of money and a, and a beautiful companion. On June 24, 1996, Lisa Wedby pled guilty to solicitation for murder to avoid a potential 25-year prison sentence. Unbelievably, she received only one year in jail, followed by three years of probation. In my opinion, to do the things that Lisa was contemplating, she got it. No sentence. She did virtually no time. I was very disappointed. I regret the fact that I was not aggressive enough and that I didn't press harder to take that to trial. After 13 years of marriage, Rob filed for divorce and received full custody of Justin and Brittany. I guess I'm grateful after all that at least the children are safe. At least they never asked me about the kids. She never mentioned them. Let's just say there's a special place in hell for people like that. Today, Rob continues to work at the family insurance company and remains a devoted father to his two children. It's hard to be a single parent. 
But my folks did kick in and we became part of a team, I guess. Rob is truly an inspiration. He has remained strong for his family throughout this whole ordeal. Since her release in 1997, Lisa has never reached out to Brittany or Justin. I'll never really understand it. I don't know if, if a person can really put something this devastating totally behind them, but you don't have to let that you know, define your life. Nickelodeon was kid everything, but that marked one of the darkest chapters. Three predators worked at Nickelodeon. It made me wonder who was being hurt. Quiet on set, an ID true crime event, Sunday, March 17th at 9, on ID and stream on Max.